You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Monday afternoon. The Bulldogs have taken two out of three from Northern Kentucky. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Startville. State able to come back and win yesterday and win the series 7-2 to and uh, still trying to figure out what we're going to call the show. Charlie, I got a lot of options, had a lot of tweets, had a lot of texts, had some emails. People didn't want to do it publicly. I got called in the grocery store the other day. Somebody said, hey, you need to name it this, name it that. So, anyway, here we are. Yeah, and I think it's still a work in progress. We've got some good uh, ideas. I said we just, at some point, not today, maybe by next week, we'll round it down, maybe to a couple and then go from there. But we're here, and I'm happier because Kate Smith was pretty good yesterday. Feel pretty good about where he's taking you, don't you? Yeah, I do. And, you know, we talked kind of extensively yesterday about how almost like we had to win yesterday almost in the situation of we were taking it for granted. Now, almost nothing. Yeah, we did take we it for granted. We had to win yesterday. Well, and on uh, on our tracks plus deep dig, we said early in the week or I said, "Hey, we're going to win all three. Well, we better win all three. I think that's how I said it. Is we better win all three this weekend and you did too. And we only won two. So we we talked negatively yesterday a little bit about how bad the loss was on Friday. We're not going to rehash that for you again today. But like you said, Charlie, Cade Smith kind of set the tone in that game. And here's the thing I take from Cade Smith. He works fast. He's mixed up his pitches. He's thrown strikes. He's done well. Stone Simmons was really good in the Saturday game. Preston Johnson was very good in his start. There's a lot of positives to take from this past weekend. But it just seems to me that we're finally getting some of these guys and some of the bats are beginning to wake up a little bit. We talk about how this team is going to hit some home runs. I think Logan Tanner is going to hit some home runs. I think Luke Hancock is going to hit some home runs. I think Brad Cumbus is going to hit some home runs. Cameron James is going to hit some home runs. And it's almost like these guys kind of got some lift on the ball this past weekend. Yeah, and Stone Simmons was on Friday. Yeah, he was. He was on Friday. Yeah, so then – query whether going forward you can afford to use Stone Simmons in ball games where you're behind. You know, we kind of looked out there week one and said, man, why are we throwing Preston Johnson in a ball game we're getting beat? Look, Stone Simmons may be one of your best options coming out of the bullpen right now. I mean, that guy, he at least looked good, and he goes back to the exact same thing that you said about Cade Smith, throw strikes. So, I feel good about where we are right now. I look and, and this is not a knock on Casey Hunt. We didn't see very much of him. He just didn't look to be himself. Looked like he may be kind of fighting a little bit. Now we are told he may be out for a little while. We don't know. But if you were to go to the rotation that we put out there this weekend, I feel pretty good about your frontline guys. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it going into a weekend series. Because you know what you're going to get with Landon Sims on the road. And going on the road is different. And not even, not only talking about tomorrow night and Wednesday night, but going on the road this weekend to Tulane with those three guys, 
Landon Sims, who has kind of been there at every ballpark and knows the difficult ballparks in the SEC and in Omaha. Preston Johnson, who, as we said, kind of steady Eddie out there on the mound. And then Cade Smith, man, he looked comfortable. That's the thing about Cade yesterday. He is just he, just, strikes. he just looked comfortable out there, pounded the zone. What did we talk about last week? And we talked about it some with John on the broadcast, is when the pitcher throws the ball, when the ball's out of his hands – he has no more control. And sometimes in this game, you're going to have balls turned around on you. Sometimes you're going to have home runs hit off of you. And you have to have the ability to kind of put that aside and just worry about what you can control on that mound with a ball in your hand. And when I look at Landon Sims and I look at Preston Johnson and then I look at Cade Smith and how he has reacted in his first two starts, I feel really good about the three guys in our rotation right now. Yeah, I do too. And then you were mentioning the hitters. Think back last year. It was March 15, March 16, somewhere there before Logan Tanner hit his first home run. That's the guy who ended up hitting 15 for you. He's going to hit his. But I tell you, the, um, Brad Cumbus is swinging the bat right now. And, I, you know, if there's a guy that my mind consistently wants to rate down a little bit, it's Cumbus. And what I mean by that is Cumbus is a big guy. He looks slower than he is, but then all of a sudden you see him covering more ground and getting to balls you didn't think he could get to. I, I look, man, Cummins just hitting the baseball right now. He's got a couple of home runs. He hit a line shot yesterday. I swear the thing didn't get more than about 20 feet off the ground, kept it under the wind. And so you start to look at the numbers. It's like Hancock. We were sitting there saying, this goes back to it being early in the year. You know, I had this feeling the other day that, man, Hancock's not hitting. Well, he's hitting 346. He got a home run. So, you know, maybe things not as bad as they seem. And, hey, we haven't even talked yet because Aaron Downs made a debut. Goes two for four, drives in a couple of runs his first time at bat. So, yeah, Downs, two hits in a game yesterday. I want to go back to what what you said about Brad Cumbus. You know, to me, Brad Cumbus is going to be successful when it, it's almost like, and we talked about this extensively too, in 2017, Brent Rooker, who saw breaking ball after breaking ball after breaking ball his entire career, finally, it's almost like, and it's easy to say, this is an easy point to try to make of, hey, you've just got to lay off spin. You've got to lay off breaking ball and just focus on fastball. It's a lot of a lot of difference out there when a guy's throwing 90, you know, 92, 93, and he's got a really good breaking ball and really good slider. It's, it's a different game, especially when it keeps the same plane. But if he can ever just, as they say, spit on the breaking ball and just focus on fastball, he's a fastball guy. And he can get those arms extended. Like you said, Charlie, that home run he hit was just a line drive. He went two for two in the game yesterday. Aaron Downs, here's what I want to see. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there just trying to figure out where you go with different guys and who's your guy in the outfield. You know, Slade Alford has had just a few at-bats. And we really haven't gotten a gauge of Slade Alford. Do you see Slade Alford possibly in the outfield? Aaron Downs had not played in the outfield, made some plays. So some of these freshmen that have looked so good, at the end of the day, you've got to get guys in your lineup that can hit the ball. And I'm not. I'm here to, I guess, beat the horse again. I hate to beat this dead horse. But yesterday, once again, we were hitless out of our leadoff spot in the lineup. We were 0 for 5. And so you look through seven games of the season, you've got one hit in the leadoff spot. I mean, in your overall leadoff guy, we've mixed and matched. It's not just one guy. 
you've only had one hit out of the leadoff spot. And so leadoff spot, trying to figure out what you're going to do at second base and at shortstop and the mix and match what you do there. There's some questions still going into this third weekend. There are, but there's some good answers potentially sitting out there too. That's that's the thing. You've at least got options. You know, you could say, well, we're not hitting it where we need to on the middle infield. At least we got some guys we can move around and try it. And, and I'll give you one. I'll give you an option that uh, I don't know that you're going to like, Bart, but I'll give it to you anyway, and that is it's always conceivable. We keep thinking about moving Cameron James to the outfield. You could move him back to short if you had to. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I could, I could see that. You, but what if he could play second base? You know, we saw Foscue make that. Why is it that we seem to have in our heads, and I do, by the way, that he can't play second base? Is Cameron James, he doesn't look like a second baseman necessarily. And we talked about it when Foscue went through that. Okay, what's the big change in playing third and playing second? Is understanding angles. Okay, can you, can you go and get the, the angled ball in the four hole? Well, that's the positive about having Cameron James already have played shortstop is here's a guy that's used to moving and has good lateral movement. I mean, you put him over at third where he's really not having to use his lateral movement. Now, he used it yesterday on the first at bat of the game when he moved to his left and threw out Moss on a really good play at third. But, hey, I think – and here's the thing about it, Charlie. <laughs> I think if you ask Chris Lamonis and Jake Gotro and all these guys right now, cheese, it's not panicking at all. I don't think you're seeing any panic whatsoever, but I think you're seeing, you're seeing guys who are sitting there saying, let me tell you this, we're not going to continue going down the path of not getting hits in the middle of your infield or at the top of your order. Well, ultimately, you can give away a position for defense, right? Can't do two. You can't do two, and you sure can't do three. Well, here's the thing. You can give it away at a couple positions, right? You can give it away at catcher. We saw Connor Burns at Long Beach State who can't hit half my weight. You start thinking about short stops. If you have really good defensive short stops, you can let it go there, but you can't let it go in a couple middle infield positions. You just can't do it. No, and, and again, I go back to what you said. You can't give it up at multiple spots, and you can't give it up in right field. And So it's going to be an interesting battle to see how things sort out there. And, hey, this is not glass half empty here. We won a game yesterday. You know, After yesterday's Sunday coffee, we won a game. We pitched it well. Brandon Smith, I thought, was really good yesterday out of the bullpen. He came in, he threw strikes, and so he was good. And so now, all of a sudden, you move into the midweek, Charlie. I thought at the end of the day, you lose on the Friday game, you know what you got to do then. You have to win Saturday. You have to win Sunday against Northern Kentucky. We were able to do that. Hey, it's a lot better option than what Texas A&M did. They lost the Friday game to Penn, came back and won the first game of a doubleheader yesterday. And blew a lead. And then blew a lead. Gave up five runs at the top of the ninth inning against Penn and were beaten two out of three. So far so far right now, the, the Ivy League has been pretty good. Dartmouth won the other day. Who did they beat? Dartmouth beat Louisville. That's right. Now, now, now Louisville has been as great. Well, but let me get – so how about this? Louisville wins 19-5 to on the Friday game, 16-3 to on the Sunday game. And in the middle, they lose to Dartmouth 6-4. to but Harvard beat Miami a game this past weekend. And so the Ivy League with Penn winning two out of three. That being said, we play Princeton next weekend. So we got to take care of, of ourselves next weekend against Princeton. So well, Princeton's 0-4 right now. They lost a four-game set to Purdue. Now, the question is, is who's, said, who's better, Purdue or East Tennessee State? Yeah. 
but they were competitive in all those. In fact, two of their losses had a 4-3 and a 5-4. So, let me – is it too early to start building up Princeton? Probably, right? Just a fantastic team. I Bunch mean, of smart guys. You know, they play the game right between the, the, between right the years. <laughs> all right, this week for us in the midweek, Grambling in the game tomorrow and then on Wednesday against Southern Miss. Southern Miss does not have a Tuesday game, so that kind of lends itself more to them. But against Grambling – Hey, you don't take anything for granted anymore after you lost to Texas Southern a couple years ago and after you lose to Northern Kentucky. But, you know, this should be a game against Grambling that you take care of. To me, the question mark becomes who do you pitch what day? Do you save Jackson Fristo for Wednesday against Southern Miss? Yes. Don't you? I would think so. You know, Southern Miss has got a team that has some guys back in their lineup. Even though they won just two or three this past weekend against Jacksonville State, they lost their midweek game last week against South Alabama, a game that went to the 13th inning. And so you kind of get the idea, if you're talking about Southern Miss, that you're going to see Tanner Hall, who pitched six and a third innings last week against South Alabama. So you're probably going to see Hall. Tanner Hall's a right-hander. Sophomore from Zachary, Louisiana. It's a good baseball program. Pitched an inning in the second game of the year against North Alabama. And then he threw five innings against South Alabama last Tuesday night. Then he came back and pitched a third of an inning and got a strikeout in the Sunday game, the game yesterday. So I would, you're probably going to see him on Wednesday night. You start looking at this lineup for Southern Miss. It seems like we talk about guys that have been around programs forever. It just seems like Gabe Montenegro has been in that program forever. He led the team at hitting last year, hitting just 250. But, man, with Reese Ewing and you know, Danny Lynch, this Southern Miss team's got some pretty good pop in the lineup. Well, they do. Now, the thing that always gets you in these type games is who's going to be pitching, right? Isn't that the big issue is how are you going to use your pitching? And you start thinking about Mississippi State, you got a big series coming up next weekend too. And so you start to think, all right, how far do you want to go? Now, might you see Fristo? I think so. Might you see Walling? May see him if he can throw strikes. That's the thing about a Tuesday game versus a Wednesday game. We had just one Tuesday game last week. And then if you have a Wednesday game leading into the weekend and you start trying to figure out who you're going to bring out of the bullpen, you're probably not going to see Stone Simmons on Wednesday night because you're probably going to need him on Friday night or Saturday. Then this weekend. And, hey, I guess in our Tracks Plus Deep Dig, we will get on in the weeds on this weekend against Tulane. I guess let's just look at what's in front of us right now with Grambling and Southern Miss. But like you said, Charlie, that's that's what kind of worries you about how you have to attack the Wednesday game. So does that mean the game tomorrow night against Grambling? Is that a bullpen game for some of the guys that you may see on the weekend? 100%. Don't you think you see a, a Mikey Tepper for an inning? I know they a lot of these guys won an inning yesterday. But don't you think you might just kind of make the – make the list because you're still looking to see which of those guys can be kind of front-line guys for you or first options out of the bullpen. Don't you try to get a little bit of confidence for Cam Tuller in yeah, a game I like that? have to. I mean, you're going to have to have some more left-handed arms out of the bullpen. Pico Khan has been good out of the bullpen, but he hasn't been in a high-leverage situation. Cam has come in into a couple high-leverage situations and has, has really struggled, but he's a guy that you feel like is going to be okay. You just got to get him going. And before we go any further, once again, I'd like to remind you, we're brought to you by Heartland Catfish. Heartland, producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly find. And as we talked about in our out-of-left-field show last week in the midweek, 
one of the great places you can go get that Heartland catfish is at Jerry's Fish House on Highway 49 in Florence. It's right by Country Meat Packers. And Jerry's, they fry it great. It's phenomenal. It's the igloo. So if you're ever driving between Jackson going down toward McGee and on to Hattiesburg and you look on the left and say, man, that looks like an igloo. Not only is that an igloo, that's one of the finest places you can ever find catfish. And it's supplied by our good friends at Heartland Catfish over in the Mississippi Delta at Itabina. All right, Charlie, looking back at the weekend, we said going in that Alabama and Arkansas would probably have the toughest weekends. Alabama going on the road to Texas. Texas is just so good pitching-wise right now, and that's one of the reasons that the top-ranked team in the country, they shut Alabama down from a standpoint of hitting the ball. Alabama had virtually zero offense all weekend long. Do you see Texas right now as the kind of legitimate, unquestioned number one right now? No, I don't. You think they're – Until they can just show me they can win. No, well, they did this weekend. Yeah, I know. They won. I just don't like Texas. Now, Texas is going to play LSU this weekend in the game. They're all playing in Houston this weekend. That should be a pretty good matchup. you got LSU and Tennessee are going down to Houston. And on the other other side is like Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor from the Big 12 side. And so you're going to find out a lot about LSU in that lineup this weekend. The LSU batters against the Texas pitching in, in one of those games is going to be really good. You know, Arkansas struggled with Stanford the other day. They beat Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, whatever you want to call them. So will I be able to use that Flow Sports subscription that I never canceled last year? You didn't cancel it? No, I'm still Why? paying. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd have admitted that. Okay. Can I still use that maybe this weekend? I'm I've sure got to get something out of it. I'm sure between then and now, they have upped their broadcast capabilities. That was one of the biggest. Let me tell you something. I've wasted some money before. I mean, I've got four kids. I've wasted money. But that was some wasted money right there. Yeah, that was really bad, wasn't it? You hate to talk about people. You hate to talk about broadcast, broadcast capabilities. But that was bad. Hey, speaking of, you're not going to have broadcast capabilities on Wednesday night when we play Southern Miss. So you're going to get, I don't know if Coach Polk is going to be with Jim or Jay will be with Jim. So you get radio on Wednesday night. And not sure about this weekend. Does Tulane play their games on ESPN Plus? I think that they do. Yeah, I think we can go to ESPN Plus and get that. Is that going to be another subscription for me? Well, can't you package all those together, like the Disney Plus, the ESPN Plus, Hulu, all that together? I'm about packaged out on my TV subscriptions. It's crazy. Three years ago, we were sitting there saying, man, DirecTV is killing us, so let's all cut DirecTV. And now, like, all the stuff we're adding up is close to DirecTV now. When you factor in Netflix and Hulu and all this good stuff, the streaming sites. And that's what's crazy. That's where they get you, is they put a good show on just one, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. Cutting the cord is no longer a value because now you're just getting that many more streaming services. I need a good central platform where I can – of course, I don't get to watch that much anyway. So I suppose I should. You know what I really should do? I really should just get back to the basics where I've got like ESPN and then the channels we all grew up with. Save a lot of money and probably be a lot happier. Or to be honest with you, this time of year, between me and you, I guarantee you, you're like me. Is By the time you broadcast ball games, by the time you do some podcasts throughout the week, you don't have time to watch TV. You just want to, like you said, you want to settle on that one thing. You've got a plethora of streaming sites, but not all are good. The difference in that and Country Pleasing Sausage is every variety that they have. Every streaming service they have is good. You know, we tried a new one last night that I'd never had, and that's the black pepper cheddar. That's good. Yeah, it was really good. And if you put that in a couple different dishes, 
like a pasta. If you want to make like a, a bow tie pasta with like a cheese sauce and whatever, you put the black pepper cheddar in it, give it a little bite. It's actually pretty good. I mean, I've tried a lot of different things with that stuff, man. Black pepper cheddar, the three cheese. Three cheese is outstanding. My boys oh, it's love really good. My boys love the three cheese. But country pleasing sausage, just right there by Jerry's Fish House on Highway 49. They've got the big storefront there with a butcher shop, and they're adding on to the butcher shop to make it even bigger and better than ever. It is massive, and it's not just pork. You can go in there and get hand-cut steaks, whatever you need as far as a butcher shop to go, orders as far as they've got these pans of casseroles, anything you can possibly need at Country Meat Packers and Country Pleasing Sausage. It's absolutely phenomenal. All right, so, Charlie, first two weekends looking overall at the SEC. Tennessee scored a ton of runs this weekend against Iona. I think 68 runs against Iona. 61 of the 68 were earned runs. So what does that do to your team at ERA? 61 earned runs over a three-game series. That'll kill a team ERA. Yeah, for a long time. You don't dig back out of that, but – I don't know that Iona is going to be in the mode of digging out of that. I'm afraid that's going to be kind of their year. If you look right now, we've seen a couple of teams in the SEC effectively play softball weekends. LSU did it the opening weekend with Maine. Now we've seen Tennessee do it with Iona. Wish we'd seen Mississippi State do it, but we didn't, and we're going to move past it, right? It was a stats weekend, I'm telling you. So so let's go look right now, though. Should have been a stats weekend. How big – is the next 10 days for Mississippi State. It's really big, isn't it? You got Grambling tomorrow. That ought to be a layup, but I'm not taking anything for granted. As John Sterling says on the Yankees broadcast, you can't predict baseball, Bart. Wednesday, that's a big game playing Southern. That's a team that, you know, has got a really good shot to win their league this year. This weekend down at Tulane, I want two. I'm not going to be greedy at this point and ask for three, but then you drive over to Biloxi and, don't need to drop two over there, that's for sure. Okay, so you look at the last two times we've gone to the College World Series, 2019-2021 under Chris Lamonis. What's the constant there? We took care of business in non-conference play. Yeah, we won in the midweek. And we won in the midweek. We only lost one non-conference game in 2019. And then you come back last year, and you had a really good record in non-conference games. And you went 20-10 and 10 in the SEC and you were a seven seed, a seven overall national seed. You barely got the host by going really, really good at non-conference play in 20 and 10 in the league, okay? So like you just said, with having two right now, that may hurt you a little bit. Long Beach State got swept this past weekend against Sacramento State. That was not a good thing for us. Not good. And then you lose to Northern Kentucky, who I'll say once again, I'll bet Kerry Graber a $50 gift card to two brothers smoke meats, that they will not have a better RPI than 200. So that's going to be a bad loss there. Yeah, you you the next seven games are really, really big when it comes to the overall grand scheme of things. Because in May, these are the games you look back on. I mean, how many times have we talked about in the last two years? Even though the season was cut short at that time, how much have we referred to the two wins against Texas Tech? We're still oh, talking about We still talk about Still talking about two years later. And so you're going to play against a good Texas Tech team, even though they've struggled a little bit at the plate so far early in the year. Well, and think about how it kind of changed your attitude about that team because we had gone out to Long Beach and not played that well. We have we get one hit in the game. And, you know, what are we sitting here talking about? Whoa, we're not that good. We're not that good. And all of a sudden 
you take two down there, hey, man, we could have won it. You know, your, your attitude totally changes by what you did, and it's going to be a good team. You win both those games, all of a sudden you're feeling good. If you split, you're all right. We're to the point now, I, I hate saying it this way, but we got to make up. We need to stack some good wins to try to offset the bad ones and make them just look like an anomaly, right? Yeah, because let me tell you, Southern Miss at the end of the day, Southern Miss is going to have a, a decent RPI. They're going to be a team that plays well in their league this year. I really believe they're going to be a good team in Conference USA. By the way, today, Northern Kentucky's RPI is 244. Oh, really? So what you're saying is? is Pretty safe bet for you. Okay. I may put All that the, gift card to my use. So how about this? And you talk about starting need to go win some games. We're at 281. Yeah, that'll change. I'll bet you a $50 gift card <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, we're gonna have, that, that we're going to have a better RPI <laughs> than 200. So but, let me ask you this. Which will be the highest RPI team tomorrow when Mississippi State hosts Grambling? Don't tell me that Grambling has a better RPI than us right now. This is 187. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. So you're saying they got a chance. So I'm you're saying, saying there's a chance. I'm saying we got some work to do. Yeah, yeah look, it's it's, it's early. early. There's a lot of anomalies right now, but we gotta we got to start taking care of business. All right. What are we going to call the show? We're going to go another week? Yeah, we'll figure We're it gonna out. going to narrow it down. I had three people say Monday musings. I had Monday Memories, Monday Change-Up, Monday Roundup. I had the Monday Mop-Up. Monday Mayhem, Monday re- Rehash, Monday Walk-Off. Hey, I had one says High and Tight, Bart is High and Charlie is Tight. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. I don't do that. All right, the Monday Bullpen, Monday Mash-Up, the Farm Bureau, Covering the Bases. We had so many different ones, and a lot of them that I can't mention right here, even though we don't follow FCC laws. All right, Charlie, at the end of the day, we won two out of three this past weekend. You look around the SEC, Ole Miss took care of their business. South Carolina took care of their business this weekend. I mean, there really wasn't any big weekends this past weekend. We're still in that phase where teams are playing the low RPI. We should have taken care of business, but we didn't. And so, anyway, anything else you got on your heart before we get out of here? No, I think that's about it. Look, you can't replay them, so now we just got to – it's like golf, right? You can't let a bad first hole ruin the rest of your round. So, look, all of a sudden, I I still feel like it's a big week. I feel it's a big next 10 days for us. It really is. And once again, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. They have agents in all 82 counties in Mississippi. And their customer service is outstanding. So go with the home team at Farm Bureau. And once again, thanks to our great friends at Bank First, a growing bank throughout Mississippi and Alabama, locations throughout both of those states. Their customer service is great as well. Whether you're in the market for business loans, commercial lending, mortgage lending, mortgage refinance, go with our good friends at Bank First. And so for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this Monday afternoon.